0: Live from the Talking Joe studios, it's Talking Joe with Chief and Chris. Hey, 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 it's me. The G? Why are you laughing already? I'm joined by this idiot who's laughing already.
1: It was the who are f- you? It was the fact that they the people won't know this, but uh, before you you obviously before you said hey hey hey, it was like that dramatic pause that we just right. had. Yeah. I was like, wow, okay. this is a long pause, and then you just went straight <laughs> into it. And I'm like. Yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah. good man,
0: how are you? That's how I roll. Yeah, I'm alright, I'm alright. Not been doing much really. But, yeah, what have I been doing? Let me think. Working. Yeah. Go get your bike, or even your trike. I've got something you might like. I'm playing Desert Strike. Uh, so I, I, it's a Desert Strike update. For those who don't know, who didn't listen last week, I've gone <laughs> back to retro gaming, and that involves me playing the Mega Drive, or for you, over the pond people, the Genesis sega 16-bit machine playing the desert strike which is you fly an apache helicopter in the gulf war it's an isometric kind of 3d view
1: fifa international soccer angle isn't it
0: that that's this exactly that that style (laughs) angle which should never be used really to play any kind of football game but anyway um in this yeah as i think last week i had completed campaign number one Each campaign, I just, I read, actually read the rule book the other day, or the instruction manual, which is, I like that about old school gaming. You get an instruction manual. Yeah. uh, Whereas nowadays, there's no manual in the box. Nothing. It's all on screen tutorials. There's one ticket, there's a
1: ticket in there with a ridiculously long number (laughs) where you can, like, redeem some sort of, like, code for something that you're never going to use yeah
0: but I was always a stickler like my mates me and my mates would get a new game they just plug it straight in and try and work it out but there was no on-screen guide for it you had to I was always must read the manual front to back before I start playing yeah so I actually read it Uh, I well I didn't take my own advice when I started playing it again last week I hadn't read the manual because I thought I would remember everything but then having read it it's given me a bit better insight into enemy vehicle armor and power and stuff like that but yeah basically you're flying this chopper around picking up POWs, rescuing hostages, getting SCUD commanders, location of SCUD missile bases etc blowing power stations up and it's really tricky. Did the first campaign and I can uh, happily say that campaign two, ding, successfully done yesterday. So I'll be moving on to campaign three which apparently has some sort of Uh, out in the water speedboat action where you've got to chase down uh, the evil bad guys and blowing up more power stations etc and I will uh, no doubt give the listeners a recap on Desert Strike next week
1: I'm going to complete it before you even get to like report on your third campaign Uh, just going to say doubtful But. It's so hard that game. Yeah. Did you ever play Pilot Wings on the um SNES? Yeah, love Pilot Wings. When you completed that game, you went into like this this random Desert Strike style computer game mission. Did you ever did you ever get that far into it? I want to say yes. I remember something like that, but I don't remember enough to
0: convincingly say yes, I did that.
1: I remember that cuz again, that was before the days of like you know, knowing everything about everything constantly before it even yeah. gets into your hands. And no
0: save points or anything.
1: Probably. Yeah, yeah. And with with pilot wings, obviously, there was it, that was really difficult as well because there were certain missions. You know, it was all like you know, free falling through like rings, which was a really good mission. Gliding, paragliding, and doing all sorts of things like that. And then when you finish all of those different missions, um, and again, it took a long time to complete this for me personally. I got to the end of that game and then all of a sudden it's like you're you're yeah, you're a helicopter pilot now and you're gonna be flying in like in the middle of nowhere in this this mission and you're gonna, you know, try and shoot up these bases and I'm like, hang on, this is this is jungle strike slash desert yeah. strike. And it, it was amazing and such a like a pleasant surprise at the end of it, because there was no like information about that particular level so yeah that that always blew me away but anyway that just reminded me of it because of your your desert strike update yeah it's
0: good i'm looking forward to to smashing into campaign number three um tomorrow what about you what
1: you've been up to fine sir i've been rather busy and it continues to get busy as just a few moments before we started recording i was contacted by boss fight studio who are the independent toy company that i do a lot of work for a lot of kind of video work for and they they contacted me to say yes we need some things done uh and you've only got f- you've only got like one day to get it done in so i'm like okay yes. so after this recording i'm going to be busting my my rump to try and uh, get those things sorted for those guys but there's a lot of cool reveals coming out of boss fight so kind of stick stay you know stay if you're interested in that sort of thing uh, yeah. stay tuned. And you can obviously follow them on their YouTube channel, their Facebook page, their Twitter account, all of the, all of the usual places, Boss Fight Studio. And also, I'm, I'm actually building a really cool diorama for one of the things that I'm doing for them. I don't want to reveal too much for, for obvious reasons, but I'm building a diorama for a kind of like product feature on a certain figure that they've got coming out, and it's going to be freaking awesome. Like, I've just been, I've spent like a week painting and building and constructing so yeah it's going to be it's going to be pretty dope i think um other than that i did a really fun podcast like recording uh not it wasn't my show it was a show with a guy called paul pamphalone who does a he does toy photography he's known online as plastic battles and on i swear to you if you can follow, follow follow him on twitter follow him on facebook the guy is amazing. And we, he just makes like the old vintage figures look incredible, like with like really yep. amazing little Dio backgrounds and stuff like that. And so he's do- doing a series on the Dio product catalogues that we would see back in the day, like in G.I. Joe magazines or in, you know, comic adverts, in leaflets and all that kind of stuff. And he's got me on to talk about Action Force, Palatoy Action Force, and when it kind of went into the Hasbro uh, era. And cool. we've been looking at the most amazing, like, Dutch, French, and British Dio toy adverts. And it's just been great to kind of, like, tear them apart and, you know, l- look at all of the dioramas and the amount of, like... Because it seems to me that the European... Definitely the Europeans and the Brits did some amazing die work. Yes, there's some great American stuff out there. But I feel like... The European stuff is, like, next level, especially, like, the Belgian stuff, like the Benelux catalogue is just incredible. But anyway, side note, so yeah, we've yeah. been, I've been doing that with him, so expect those to be coming out soon. And cool. uh looking after my poor boy, Max, my little doggy, my little schnauzer, mini schnauzer Max. He had another trip to the vet this morning for a treatment, he's having cold laser treatment on his back and his leg. Because he's uh, he's he's got a bit of pain back there. He's getting a bit. He's getting on a bit now, but he's still basically a puppy. And I, well, as in you know, to me he is, and he's right here by my, my by my side as we're as we're recording. Uh, just kind of he, when I said his name, he got up and walked over to me, which is adorable. But yeah, so I'm looking after him at the moment, which is yeah, that that's my priority. Him, my little boy. Cool
0: good stuff good stuff the only other thing i did i now recall there was a couple of other things i did i received a couple of new commissions oh yeah i've shown you the and by the time this goes live i'll have posted it up anyway it's a new talking joe image amazing by the fantastic mr roger langridge who probably most well known for his marvel muppets or and Boom Studios Marvel Muppet stuff. Sorry, yeah, he's a writer artist, fantastic, real good guy as well. I see him at most conventions, real good guy. And I'll sure stick that up. And also, Wee. I don't, I don't know, if, I don't know if you saw the one I posted up. Is for my Ghost Rider honor yeah. range of commissions. It's a Ghost Rider in the 19, uh, 1996 Batmobile by uh, Kerouac. And Brilliant. That's a that's a great image as well. So thanks to him and Roger as well. And the other thing I did do is. I watched, I'll get your opinion on this quickly, I watched that X-Men movie, the Dark Phoenix one. Oh, I
1: saw that the other day as well. Interesting, got, timing, mate.
0: Which got absolutely
1: panned by critics, but I didn't actually think it was that bad. I, I didn't think it was that, it was, I don't think it was as bad as the critics made it out to be, but it was just, I think it was just the the fact that they've just been, I, I was really excited when that first one came out, really excited, and I thought it was okay. The second one was a little alright, but age of apocalypse i think it was was that the second one actually that might that be that was the third yeah, the third one, first yeah.
0: one, the, the first one was
1: like the one set in yeah, the 70s so I'm, I'm which i'm thinking I days thought of future was okay no, yeah the first. days of future past was yes. the second one which yes. i thought
0: was a lot lot better yeah
1: true true um, and it, the was, third it was third apocalypse which was garbage wasn't it which was one of the most worst movies i've ever seen absolute yeah. utter garbage i was really sad actually because I was really excited to see Psylocke on the big screen, and it was just such a disappointment. And yeah, like really was. But anyway, yeah. So yeah, the, that the the yeah the new one. I kind of I, I thought it was all right. It was probably it was better than Apocalypse by far. Yeah, probably about probably on par with the second one. I'd say yeah. it's kind of like the most average group of like movies ever, in my opinion, with that apocalypse being really, really low on my listing. Agreed.
0: Let's cleanse our palates. Oh yeah. It's time for beverage for the show. Blah blah blah
1: blah
0: blah 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 Beverage for the show. Beverage for the show do 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 Now I am gonna do do and drink my beverage for the show. You can uh kick us
1: off this week, my friend. Well I'm going because 'cause I've just gone nuts on these drinks literally yeah. nut milks um and <laughs> uh yeah i've gone i've gone with another califia farms probiotic dairy free yogurt drink uh oh, cultured nut them. i do i do i've had <laughs> the first one which was two episodes ago is the strawberry one which was nice are they really sponsoring the show they are now califia Super
2: califia
1: califia, califia farms So it was absolutely delicious, loved it, you know, guzzled that one down. Then I had the mango on the last episode, which is an absolute peach, I nearly said. It was absolute mango. And then now... I have Superberry, so it's the like I said before, Califia Farms probiotic dairy-free yogurt, Superberry cultured nut milk drink, twenty-five point four fluid ounces. That's seven hundred and fifty mils, and it's oh, got it's a big boy, yeah. Ten billion live cultures CFUs per serving. Uh, greedy, that's greedy. Canary fuses. I don't know what that means. Um, and yeah plant powered probiotics let me let me let me bust into this bad boy and try this one here we go you ready i was born ready oh oh yeah oh yes oh that okay so that wins this wins the, the three best of them this is nut milk this is the best nut milk of all three of them i i was okay. i thought the mango was going to was going to be the one i honestly did but the super berry has just gone as shot into the lead yeah yeah beauty what have you
0: got i've got a uh Schecter's organic energy sparkling green tea and mint flavored drink mm. Was it sound the side new packaging same great taste i don't know <laughs> what the old packaging was like so i can't judge them on that the old packaging had a horrible taste mate yes yes old packaging old taste uh no so no artificial colors flavors preservatives no taurine Who's licking the Uh,
1: packaging anyway? That's what I want to know. Here we go.
0: Let's have a go. It's a 250ml can. Uh, Let's have a taste on this.
1: Man, I'm I'm well ahead of you in the mills on that one. (sighs) Had
0: no real idea what this was going to taste like. A sparkling green tea with mint. My brain couldn't comprehend those things together. But I'm going to have another.
1: How's it landing? Really nice. Oh, good. Surprised (laughs) me. Surprised me. (sighs) Does, I, I honestly get really like an- anxious before you uh, give the answer. Like, I don't know why. I've got n- I've literally got no horse in this race. Like, no. why do I care if you if you like or hate your drink? Yeah, I'm it like. Says, oh, please it like it. says on it. the
0: side USDA organic, so it's obviously a US product. The United but- States t-
1: Association, right? Yeah, but
0: yeah. it's got no mention of fluid ounces. It only says mills, which is obviously a European thing. So. Weird hybrid, but good. I'm I'm disappointed that it's only 250 mils. Mm. That's my biggest complaint. But flavor wise, very tasty, very tasty.
1: Guess what? What I've already finished mine. 750 mils. I've literally just quashed 750 mils into my guttocks. That is impressive.
0: Yeah, I do not I do not want to be anywhere near your toilet uh, at the end of the day.
1: Why would you want to be near my toilet at any? Any stage, anyone's that toilet
0: sounds like a perfect segue to go <laughs> inside Chief's, Chief's toilet. Not Chris's toilet, <laughs> woo Whoa. Um So this people, no, this will be a bit of a touchy one. May I'm not
1: touching you. I don't care what you what you say.
0: And Mark, the views of Chief do not reflect the views of Talking Joe. Well,
1: that's exactly what they
0: reflect. <laughs> That's Um, all they reflect Yeah, correct So I was out with some friends We were having uh, Already a lie This This is is already a a lie I have no friends We're having a meal out And it's the end of the meal Bill comes And it's got A service charge Already attached to the bill Right Now This is the controversial bit I do not tip (laughs) now obviously i'm okay so i'll quantify that a little bit if i was in the united states of america which is a tipping culture then by you know by de facto then i probably am going to tip you know i've well i have been there and i have tipped when i've had food and i've tipped when i've been in vegas and i'm winning money etc big wads of money and um (laughs) but in the uk my philosophy is and i'm you know i'm happy to people for attempt to say i'm wrong but i'm not my view is <laughs> these waiters and waitresses are paid a wage to do a job which is bringing me my food yes why do i have to pay them extra when i go and buy a whatever video game at the video game store i don't tip the guy because he sold me the game yeah well, well i don't understand the mentality of having to tip someone who is being paid to do a job already yeah it's. It's. I a, mean, but the it, the argument is, oh, they're paid such a low wage. Well, are they? I don't know. Uh, maybe they are, but get a better job. Well, that's the thing in the
1: states is that the the kind of restaurants they they do it on purpose and they you know they they hope to they push the tipping angle so that they don't have to pay them a lot of money. You know, that's that's effectively what it is. It's it's really just a horrible situation like right. that in the in the US. Yeah. Uh, the the other thing is there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of places now that are changing that and the yeah cuz the tipping thing it's a pain in the ass it's it's so f***ing stupid and pointless yes it's nice to give someone an extra tip if they've been if they've gone above and beyond and and i i agree with that and i i would do that in the uk before i even knew about the us thing but you know, like, if someone goes and does something extra special they didn't have to do for you, fair enough. But when it's just done as, like, and here's, you just put, like, you need to, this is 20% extra you've got to put in. It's like, f*** off. Like, I'll yeah. tell you what, I'll tell you how much I'm going to give you based on the service you just gave me. The fact that you didn't smile at me or didn't even give me the time of day or, you know, said something really rude or my food was shit or this, that and the other, and I've still got to give you 25%, off. for me it's the expectation that I have to tip big time
0: which I don't like and also maybe I've not been out to eat enough but I don't think I've I'm doing air quotes what's over and above the required service level the person brings yeah. me my food in a timely manner I mean that's up to the when the chef has finished cooking it yeah, yeah. I get my food delivered to my plate and I five minutes later they come around and say is everything all right sir yes fine I don't see what more they can do to make that over and above. Unless they want to, you know, I was going to say something crude, but I'm not going to. Unless they want (laughs) to make my eating experience a lot better, (laughs) then I don't, you know, they're, they're just doing their job. So, again, I apologize if anyone listening is in the... The food waiting service, uh, and you you know you take exception to these views, but unfortunately, I am
1: factually correct on this. So um, there you go. Uh, but yeah, a lot of a lot of restaurants are actually changing the way they do this stuff now in the US. As one rest- I was watching it was like an episode of Adam ruins everything, and he was ruining restaurant food, which was hilarious. And even this this came up as a problem. You know, like this is an issue. And this new restaurant are basically paying their waiters and wait and wait their waiting staff. They're paying them like really good wages that you know don't necess that don't need to be topped up with f-ing tips. And it's it's not it's not fair on ev- anyone involved. It's not fair on the customer, and it's not fair on the on the waiting staff because it's just sh-ty. and it, and it creates like bad feeling and resentment when there shouldn't be any. You should be going into those kind of places, paying the money that you're being told to pay for that particular item or you know that food, and then leaving. Yeah. Sh- you know, it's got to be. It, I don't see why they have to make it such a painful experience. And one of the one there's one kind of new kind of eating experience that I've been enjoying in the states, and that is the kind of all computerized one where you come and you get your seat. You order everything on like a little iPad on your on your table, and you yep. even pay for it beforehand. And people yep. just bring it out, put it down, and walk away, and you never see them again. And it's like that's how it should be. I'm sorry, but that's just how it should be. <laughs> you know, yep. like you don't yep. need it. You should it the the like, the guys that just made the food can bring it out. Do you know what I mean? It's like that f-ing simple. So I don't know. I just I just feel like that's probably the way it should be done because that's the other thing. I mean. I've met more people nowadays that just hate public like you know social interaction in those scenarios and I'm, I'm quite I'm a gregarious I'm outgoing I like meeting people but I really don't enjoy those kind of situations when you have to like yeah. awkwardly shoot the sh- for like a few minutes and sometimes they're a little over-friendly and you don't really like it because you don't you know they're not that good at what they do <laughs> or they
0: the only the, the only place for me where it's win 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 is vegas you're you know you're gambling at a table the waiter waiter slash waitress comes over and says do you want any drinks and you say yeah everyone like six people and say well, i will have a sure. bud or whatever sure she comes back You tip her like, you know, a couple of bucks each. That's fine because effectively I'm just, the drinks are free, but I'm giving her two bucks for the bud. For the transfer. For the transfer. So she gets, six people, she gets 12 bucks for that. She goes off and does another table. So she's probably earning like 60 $70 an hour. I'm getting really cheap drinks and the casino gets me spending more money at the tables. So win, 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 baby.
1: Yeah, in um, any case, yeah, I've, we've gone inside everyone's mind on that one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's time for Comic Talk. Comic Talk, oh, Comic Talk. Larry Hummer writes them, Chief and Chris, discuss them, whoa. Comic Talk, oh, Comic
1: Talk. Larry Hummer writes them, Chief and Chris, discuss them, whoa. The whole point of this f- podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're 20 minutes in, we're now talking about the comics. So for all the people who are still with us... We're going to be talking about uh, one two four, one two five, and one two six. Let's just have a quick rundown on the covers. Issue one two four. Triple, triple threat. threat. So you've got some new guy on the left, who we will find out is called Headhunter. Actually, no, was he? Headman. No, Headman. Head sorry, I think he might have been. Briefly in one or two pages of the last issue, actually. He was, yeah, he was. Cesspool in the middle and yeah. Slice on the right. You've remembered Triple because action. You've
1: remembered because of the orange <laughs> yeah. slice thing, haven't you?
0: No, I guessed. I, I completely forgot, but now I have remembered again. Brilliant. I like this cover. You know, it's, it's 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 gorgeous, yeah. It's uh it's good composition. One two five. This is a killer cover. Love this one. Oh, this is the Flint one. This is Flint being dangled on some ropes <laughs> with some vipers <laughs> looking overhead. And it looks like some sort of zombie hands are coming out of the plasma tox or whatever. Oh, it's it is.
1: amazing, isn't it? Yeah, good, good. It's a really good cover, really good Tent cover. Stuff technically doesn't happen in the comic because he's got someone else attached to his back, but that's more. Right, this is this is more vibrant. This this cover right, is just yeah. having the one person on it.
0: One two six is a great cover. This is a, a big close up on Firefly, and it's got uh, images slash flashbacks of Hardmaster. Russia stuff. Yeah, the hard master getting killed photos of of the family with the money water cash yeah one at the one at vegas when he's getting (laughs) those cheap drinks no he
1: was working he was a waiter at the time all right
0: okay meet firefly he knows where the bodies are buried nice well actually that's a bit you know that that is very oh bodies what bodies and it turns out the bodies are actually the bats he references i know where the bodies were buried i'm talking about the bats so it's a bit of a semi red herring slash not as yeah, not as exciting as, as we first thought but anyway i think um, i've seen that movie the semi red
1: herring <laughs> carry on
0: <laughs> they're all scripted by larry uh, obviously we've got andy wildman now on regular pencils randy emberlin on inks rick parker on letters bob shereen on colors this is it's an interesting little three-parter here because for the first two issues You get a split of all three storylines. And then for the first one, sorry, the first one is a split of all three. Yeah. The second issue is just the
1: cesspool and headman
0: stuff. Yeah.
1: And then no ninja. And then one, two, six is just ninja. Just the ninja, yeah. So it's kind of like split up into that way so they can kind of fit everything in. I mean, they could, I think it was probably too much for them to just do the three stories each type you know this this basically this first issue three times would have been probably a little bit too much so i like the way they Mix that around a little bit to kind of uh, create this really cool triple trilogy.
0: And the uh, the brief synopsis of these is the Brocker Beach stuff. So here you've got a GI Joe unit who are investigating. They're the uh, Drug Elimination a, Force. Drug, yeah, not the Drug Enforcement Agency, which is actual a thing. This is the Drug Elimination Force. There's an enemy more dangerous than Cobra, polluting our streets with
2: drugs. But who can stop this evil headman and his headhunters? Let's take out this trash. It's the GI Joe Drug Elimination. Force, armed with battle flash weapons. They fight the evil headman and his drug pushing headhunters. This is the Joe's most important fight ever, because they're fighting for all of us. Oh, no drug elimination force sold separately with battle flash weapons. Remember, real American heroes don't do drugs
0: And they're hunting down, you know, these, these head drug man, dudes. Yeah. Headman, yeah, and his headhunters. Then you've got the cesspool slash eco warrior stuff where the eco-warriors have been sent out into this, where, the Gulf of Mexico, and there's, a, there's an oil rig where cesspool's doing bad shenanigans.
2: Yeah. Looks like endangered species! <laughs>
0: to pollute the environment,
2: Cobra unleashes the septic tank and evil eco-warriors, but the Joes have eco-warriors too! I'll take do! The septic tank and eco-warriors have powerful water guns, and when hit, they change colour to reveal battle damage. My suit's corroding! Clean them up.
0: Joe had Cobra Color Change Eco Warriors and Septic Tanks sold separately.
2: I've only begun to mess around.
0: And then in. Uh, Trans Carpathia, you've got the Ninja Force going up against Slice Dice Red Ninjas, and as it turns out, Firefly.
2: Ninja Force! The Joes lose again, Scarlet! You're the one that just rolled Snake Eyes!
0: It's the G.I. Joe Ninja Force with real ninja
2: moves! Here's Snake Eyes on the Ninja Lightning with Thunder Missiles and Zip Strip Speed! And now, Joe and Cobra Ninja Raiders, Ginsu and Red Ninja spring into action in their own fast attack vehicles with a Ninja Surprise! Yeah. G.I. Joe Ninja Lightning and Ninja Figures sold separately. Ninja Raiders come with exclusive figures available in May. Oh, uh, We need that gold to build our ultimate weapon.
1: What I love about this, right, yep. is the fact that in for each story that we're looking at, I love how... I know what you're going to say. Yeah, they frame the panels, basically. Yeah. So you've yeah. got... The kind of standard panels for the drug, infor- drug elimination force. You've got yep. the kind of wobbly, watery, the gloopy, yeah, gloopy, kind of sludgy uh, surrounding design panel for the Eco Warriors. And then you've got the bamboo sticks for the Ninja Force. I just, yep. I love that way that, it, I love they, the fact they do that because it's so, I don't know, it's just so pleasing on the eye and it yep. kind of instantly kind of identifies what which element of the story you're looking at kind of makes it very easy to follow despite the fact you're looking at three stories at once and i love the fact there are three uh you've got that opening that opening kind of splash page with the 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 one face but cut into three sections so you've got yep. you've got bulletproof on the far left you've got flint on the in the middle and you've got storm shadow on the on the right all to create this one head and yep. then you've got the three panels the next page is three panels separated Uh, like horizontally and then they do three individual splash pages for each story which i think is great especially that eco warriors attack on the the oil rig that
0: is so cool yeah yeah i mean it's very good composition here like you said it's very clever design and something that sometimes gets skipped over by the reader but yeah really good and i'd need to pick up on this straight away page two a couple of things here (sighs) new outfits for mutt Cutter and shockwave. shockwave, and they all stink. <laughs> I don't I know mean, if you are a
1: fan, much especially that is really bad. It, the the figures obviously this this coincides with toys. Don't forget. So yes. um, uh, again, like I the the kind of Battle Core era, the Drug Enforcement, the Drug Elimination Force, the Eco Warriors era. It's always very much like looked at as a little bit gaudy, a little bit ridiculous, hit and miss in some of the designs. I mean, I like a lot of them just because i don't know some i think some of the card art is spectacular on those toys yeah. but some of the actual toys themselves are they are a little bit you know rubbish but there's yeah. a charm I, I find i find charm in that uh in this particular okay. issue yes mutt's design is a little bit rubbish and shockwave's very basic isn't he i
0: think based on the fact how we've previously seen mutt yeah, which yeah. is a really cool design i love that look yeah. and seeing this was just just you know, I, I know, know what you're saying. saying, I know what you're saying. Cutter seems to have, the only difference possibly is he is now just wearing his life jacket just straight, o- straight over his bare flesh rather than having an under jacket.
1: Yeah, yeah, he came with the Shark 9000 I think, which was like the, okay. the one of the only DF vehicles that ever got released.
0: The other things I really like is in that first Eco Warrior panel, uh, one of my favourite bits of dialogue early is Ozone Flint. The fluorocarbon readings are going off the scale.
1: <laughs> Damn them fluorocarbon readings. Damn them into to hell. I love that oil rig. is so cool, though. I mean, yeah. it's just such a cool design. Carry on. I,
0: I like that first Drug Elimination Force page, the Splash one as well, because you see they've busted in through the door. The, the head man's there with his headhunters, who in the previous issue were wearing white. Now they're in dark blue black. So that is a, an immediate outfit change for them. And on the floor the bit is i like is a massive
1: bale of weed yeah i know just yeah they 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 just got it all out there in the open it's amazing yeah. so yeah. just to clarify cutter did come on single carded drug elimination force with the orange vest and then he was repainted and used again for the Shark 9000. And you'd probably hate the Shark 9000 one even more because he's gone from just wearing the sleeveless kind of lifesaver to a green sleeveless lifesaver with right. yellow bits and bobs on it and white trousers. It's a, it's, a, it's a crazy colour scheme, but yeah. White some I was Yes, some yes.
0: Comic talk. Oh, comic talk. Stop. Rewind, selector. <laughs> It's comic talk, but not as you know it. I'm asking Chris questions. Let's hope he don't blow it. I found some ads in this comic I'm reading. Chris's brain is working overtime. I think I hear it bleeding. NFL and NBA trading cards. He's digging up answers like bodies in graveyards, cereal, candy, and video games. His knowledge is good. Is it as good as he claims? Can he name the X-Men or even the Avengers? London answers like, right, we might need some dentures. If you don't like this segment, you best take a walk because it's comic (laughs) ad talk within comic talk. Amazing. So it's a new segment called Comic Ad Talk within Comic Talk. I've got an <laughs> advert here for Super WrestleMania on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Right. Can you name the 10 playable superstars in this game? So let's clarify. This was... This is an issue 124, which is May 1992, although the game is dated 1991. Well,
1: Hulk Hogan then. Hulk Hogan 1, check. Macho Man. Ding. Oh God, um, Undertake. Undertaker. Yeah, he's there. Yep, yep. Oh, it's got to be the Legion of Doom.
0: Both Legion of Dooms are there.
1: Hawk and Animal, yep. Brilliant. Oh, you're um, doing well. Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior is not there. Incorrect. Oh. <laughs> Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake is there. Yes. Well done, sir. All right, Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase is there. Well done, sir. Uh, how many Wait a minute. Have I done? I'm just how checking. You
0: are reading the trade, not the individual issues.
1: I'm, I've got an IDW app
0: you've got an idw and, Hulk, and you've also got google in front of you, i'm, I'm
1: yeah. literally just naming wrestlers so that you, i know
0: you've got three left and you have got they're all heels one is a they were individuals but they also formed a tag team as heels and one is a guy he was in wcw as well he left to go to wcw that's not much of a clue um i can't so the tag team they were big lads right I can give you the name of the tag team and you can try and name the individuals they were called the Natural Disasters
1: oh Earthquake and Typhoon Earthquake and Typhoon
0: and so you've got one
1: to get I don't think I'm gonna I I can't think of any others mate
0: he when he was in WCW he remained he had the same first name which is a man's first name but he changed his surname when he went across right
1: I I'm Uh, sorry I'm, I'm out
0: his surname in WCW was Vicious oh Sid Vicious. Yeah, so in WWE he was.
1: I didn't know Sid Vicious went to WWE. Can't think of his name. Sid Justice. Oh <coughs> no, I would never have got that. Honestly. Okay, right. Did I say the Ultimate yeah, anyway. Warrior? You did, and he's not. He was not one of the ten. How is the Ultimate Warrior not in
0: there? I don't know. What was he doing in '91? That must have been crazy. Maybe he was. I think he had a year off. I think he might have come back for SummerSlam 1992.
1: Okay, I'm not sure. I was going to say because he was f- huge, surely at the time. Anyway, yeah, okay. Cool, sorry, carry on.
0: Next. Looking at the, the cesspool stuff, I love the fact that he's constantly in corporate mode. Yeah. O- always thinking about the, the bottom line. He's got, a cool, he's got a cool line of dialogue here. Someone says, We're being attacked by the Joes, cesspool. My finely leveraged plans are being jeopardised by a team equipped by the lowest bidder, Sludge Viper. Ventilate their pension plans. <laughs> Amazing. And also, it, at the end, it, yeah. he's, he's got a gold chainsaw, a fully golded up chainsaw.
1: Yeah, it's in his. Uh, the toy came with it as well. It's it's the most random friggin' thing you've ever seen in your life. I love how is it? I think it's ozone just taking a green piss in the background on the uh, <laughs> on the giant like I don't know that kind of massive glass container. It's brilliant, yeah. isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's brilliant. I love massive it. and, uh, green he, piss. He's actually they're equipped though. The eco warriors are equipped with some kind of antitoxin, aren't they? Because one of them, I think, is Flint's been hit by toxic plasma waste or whatever. Yeah. And uh, he says, stay cool, Flint. Try to auto-rotate down while I douse you with my anti-tox sprayer. So, oh, it's clean sweep. So fortunately, they had equipped him with the, the anti-tox stuff, which was handy. And it has seemed to be the exact antidote for the, the toxic plasma Oh, yeah, stuff,
1: of course. Which was, can which was can good. we talk about the awesome sound effect usage on some of these panels please yeah, yeah please. splooge i think yep. splooge is one of my favorites and that that comes up a bit later on as well and there's, there's something very sexual about that panel isn't there the about that sludge viper <laughs> yes yeah splat th- i mean
0: splat th- th- it's like splat goes-
1: but with a th
0: and I like the fact that he goes El Grosso to the max, and his actual <laughs> speech bubble has been splooshed as well.
1: Splunge coming out—it's like the shape of a sploonge. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I just, yeah. I, I just find this so adorable. I mean, you've got the the drug enforcement, the drug elimination force. I'll say drug enforcement, drug elimination force are chasing down headman and the headhunters. Uh, they they just keep slipping away, and they tra- you know trying to get after them. You've got the like the eco warriors are basically crashed and burned onto cesspools, oil rig, or two of them have. You've yep. got the ninja force who are busy kind of faffing about in the forest. Slice and Snake Eyes are having a fight to you know choose who the best who the best one is to you know lead the nin- the ninjas or whatever some bull like that. And yep. Snake Eyes does an amazing, cool thing to uh, basically win that fight, kind of like make, tricking him into a false sense of security of winning and then just doing a crazy flip at the end and catching his sword and, you know, being awesome. And then we have the final panel where the mother of the young boy who the drug elimination force were kind of... that They got the information from a her that the drug that this drug thing was going on in Broca Beach the- because her son is kind of like you know basically on drugs the dad has gone in there and already been killed the mom comes out and gets shot and dies yep. and the kids there are crying over her and so the drug elimination force are kind of like right let's you know let's get some vengeance kind of thing flint's captured flint and clean sweep Fl- it? yeah flint and clean sweep have been captured and all of a sudden there's a the, the 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 guy that everyone thought was had been killed the the kind of warlord of the red ninjas everyone thought had been killed gets up we can see him from the back and he's like the reveal is oh my god look who it is yep and that's the end of the issue yeah
0: and that that actually that where you know you said oh he's taken a blow and you don't find out till 126 i found a cool page 9 is a really cool one because this is again a bit of symmetry you've got bulletproof taking a a shot to the chest (laughs) the red ninja has taken a sword to the chest in the middle the sludge viper has downed flint as well he's splooged again how many
1: splooges are in this this is going to be the new wilhelm scream of the battle action force comics
0: just quickly bulletproof i this was my first introduction to him i don't think he probably features much in the comic after this was he he feels like a bit of a shockwave upgrade but they have put an upgraded shockwave in this story,
1: yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, he I, I, yeah, just another <laughs> I mean new he's, addition got, to the he's line. got the digital camo, so that's quite similar, yeah, it's interesting, like again, like he was a brand new character toy at the time, and this is Larry kind of put put, put him in there, he was the head of the, the drug elimination force, so he does kind of have a purpose, shall we say, uh yeah. but yeah, the yeah, it's it's kind of I mean. I I really like this first issue. I've got to got to say, I think it's visually gorgeous. There's there's elements about it like that cesspool like splash page where he's when uh, uh, ozone's urinating in in the background. That looks like something you'd see in the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic, like the adventures, the UK adventures ones. That's very stylistic, very bright, very cartoony. But there's something that really like it works with these particular stories because the Ninja Force is very far fetched, the Eco Warriors is really highly, you know, brightly coloured, and the the Drug Elimination Force are like garishly designed as well. So it, it yeah. works beautifully with all this all this colour, and it's one of the the most dramatically looking, like the, one of the I just I think really beautiful artistically yeah. is loads really of
0: loads of energy, and the compositions yeah. are great, uh, the panel design, and I think it's definitely. When you get to 125 it was a little bit of a letdown because apart from the cesspool origin bit which is really cool brilliant yeah the, the rest of that 125 issue we'll probably discuss now just doesn't seem to capture what we saw in 124 but if you do in the back of issue 124 here if you do have a time machine hop in it and head down to the motor city comic-con um <laughs> march 28th and 29th 1992 this is in the dearborn civic center dear what is that dearborn yeah. Oh yeah I know Dearborn I was thinking I was reading that I was thinking, That sounds familiar And I used, there's a movie I used to watch On repeat All the time As a kid Yeah, Beverly Hills Cop hmm. And the, That scene at the beginning Where he's got The truckload of cigarettes And he's selling them And yeah. he goes back To the, the police uh, HQ or whatever And Inspector Todd's like Where'd you get A truckload of cigarettes And he says From the Dearborn hijack Oh that bus went down Weeks ago Blah 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 Where yeah, f***
2: Did you get a truckload Of cigarettes from anyway
0: From the Dearborn hijack
2: hijacking that bus went down last week that truck is supposed
0: to be in the damn pound Dearborn that's why that's
1: where it's from dearborn hijack <laughs> that, that i'm gone. gonna find anyway. that and i think that's gonna be in the episode
0: anyway uh head on down yeah. there uh march 28 29 1992 you'll see over 30 guests you'll see john romita jr jim valentino rick leonardi matt wagner and meet the staff of marvel comics Awesome. We do that, do that, let us know how it went. But like yeah, like we mentioned, uh we'll we'll finish off one two five, then we'll talk about the ninja stuff. So yeah.
1: Well going into this issue, again, like obviously we split into the two stories now. They're still using the the panels to kind of I, I- identify what's what, which is uh, you know is kinda cool again and I I do like that. Um, and there's some really nice, like again, the beautiful art and, and really nice, vibrant colors and cut cool, like that. That shot of um, if you kind of scroll through a little bit, there's a really nice shot of Ozone kind of doing like it's almost like flipping on his battlecopter yeah. as he's zipping past the uh, the oil rig or zipping away from the oil rig. And it's just re- I just love that. I think that's really awesome. Uh, I I keep calling it an oil rig, but it's not. It's a sludge rig, if anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah.
1: And yeah. the drug elimination force are getting their handed to them. The eco warriors are getting their handed to them. The only team, the only teams in this that come out looking like, you know, they're competent is the ninja force, and they're not even in this issue. So yeah. congratulations. A couple of things I want to pick up on here.
0: So, free base Freddy, as he's known, which is the kid whose mom and dad is now dead. Yeah. There's a there's a panel there above where the, the sludge rigs the, your man's flipping away from it. Uh, the panel above, Cutter and Bulletproof just left him.
1: Yeah, uh, really over harsh. his
0: Over his dead mum with an assault rifle just there. And so good work, guys. And then a couple of pages later, he's picked up this assault rifle. I think he's supposed to be about 15, 16. He looks like he's about 40. Drug <laughs> what drugs do to mate. He's like, they left the assault rifle. I know what I can do with this. No more kicking old Freebase Freddy around. So you think, right, he is yeah. off to get Headman and shoot him up. And this is a really, really cool twist, actually. Because yeah, it is. He doesn't go to find Headman to to get revenge, he basically goes to see the drug dealer to say, how much drugs can I get for this assault rifle? Yeah. Which was totally out of the blue.
1: Yeah, totally. But again, like, I don't know, I suppose it's more realistic, isn't it, than than him going on some sort of rampage. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's yeah, really nice little twist. I, I
0: thought it was a good little twist.
1: I like the fact that when they're carrying the eco warrior, when they're carrying flint across the um that kind of the interior of their of their rig, it's yep. all really kind of you know not it, there's no health and safety going on in there basically and <laughs> well, the floor well, gives way yeah. and one of the one of, is it the sludge viper goes in there and it's like uh, toxo, toxo, or a toxo toxo viper, viper yeah. goes in there yeah it is a toxo viper you're right and he's
0: got a cool line actually says Paul. he's like one of the distinct disadvantages of being in the leaky suit brigade yeah the suit they give you is as worthless as a politician's <laughs> promise <laughs> and i love that image that hand coming yeah. out which is kind of the hand from the cover.
1: You know what? Remi- this reminds me of. This reminds me of RoboCop, and the guy yeah, who gets yeah, smashed yeah. into the toxic waste, and then comes out. and He's all like, and then gets absolutely obliterated by the van. But yeah, that's what. That's what that reminds me of. Probably, I bet they took a lot of. That's where they took their cues from in that sense. The artist, anyway.
0: Fan of the uh, cesspool origin.
1: Oh, totally. And one. And this was the picture I was telling you about in the last issue. That was my my like profile picture for like months and it's the one where he's trying to open the, the valve basically in his suit yep. and it breaks and it sploonges all over his face and he loves it <laughs> yeah.
0: but they say the poisons did more than scar my face they say yes. the toxins seep through my skull and alter my brain they say i was mutated into a madman but they're wrong
1: i became a genius it's that it's that page that i love it's the fact they've used that lighting to make it look like the sludge is on him. Yes, In actual fact clever. it's just like the green, it's just like lighting that's kind of the the shadow that they've it's really subtle that because it's like showing you where the almost like showing you where the actual plasmatox hit him or or the sludge hit him, the toxic waste. It's yeah. really cool. That.
0: They also highlight that even before that he was a proper scumbag because oh, yeah, he's got yeah. some shyster lawyers here. And one of them, he's like, "Where can I skim 20 million from?" One of them says, "I have a plan to trick the workers into converting their life insurance into comprehensive medical coverage, and then assigning them to high toxic density work areas. If they die quickly, we come out way ahead."
1: Exactly. He's in scumbags.
0: So And the the conclusion to that storyline is where they've called in their secret weapon. So you're like, oh my God, what's this going to be? Some new vehicle, some super-powered laser cannon? (laughs) The secret weapon actually happens to be Mr. Jones from the Attorney General's office. Yeah. Who, briefcase in hand, basically says they've seized all of Cesspool's assets. and. This is where it gets, you know, it's that little silly bit where why has he now just as suddenly decided to stop shooting sludge at everyone? Yeah. This, this pen push has turned up and now he's just in a verbal argument with him. The Joes are smiling saying, see ya, all right, we're done now. What, this guy's not going to jail, are we led to believe?
1: Why didn't they just do that in the first place? If, the, yeah. if, if that's the case, you know, like it just, that yeah, it's it's a bit silly. It's, it's fun, but it's a bit silly. Yeah. Uh, and also Headman escaped, by the way.
0: And Headman did escape, yes, because he comes up in a couple of issues' time. But now we will move on to the issue 126, which is all about the ninja stuff.
1: And the reveal So the reveal
0: is Firefly. So there's a couple of things that I like here. Uh, We move on a couple of pages, like page four. There's a really cool... It's almost like a profile.
1: Can I just say before you say anything right. else? Go on. That the opening splash splash page is is him hidden. The last issue had him. You didn't know who it was. They've already given it away on the cover, and they've already given it away with a massive title at the top of the splash page. So yeah, you yeah. know who it's going to be. And yeah. I kind of thought like they, you know, they've been so guarded in the past about like. You know, you didn't see Snake Eye's face, but it was like you could just about see it in that, that one issue on the cover, but then you go in and then you see it. So, like, I, I kind of feel like this was a, a weird play by them to just go yeah. and balls out and say, look, Firefly, meet Firefly, Firefly, it's Firefly, and then you open the page and it's still trying to hide it from you. I find that quite funny. I mean, is
0: it one of those scenarios where the cover sells comics? So if they put Firefly on the front, you know, that's going to shift another, you know, a few thousand issues, I don't know.
1: Or would Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow not do that? You know what I mean? Like they're arguably more popular. I don't know. Just just Um, an odd choice. So
0: regarding Firefly, I do like that. It's almost like a profile page where you see him priming some um, dynamite and he's collecting a a Mm. briefcase for the money. In his old gear. Storm Shadow. his old gear where Storm Shadow is giving us the history of Firefly in case you're a newcomer. Um, And I like his recap on how he escaped from the landlocked freighter you know he mentions he found he says i'm besides i knew where the bodies were buried and then he's talking about the bats so in the in the freighter where people were dying and billy and zartan are escaping he found the the bats got them operational and he got them digging out of the freighter etc which is how he got out i like all that uh in terms of him in his new green outfit and him being a ninja I don't think I'm on board with.
1: No, no, it was it was a, it was always a it was always a push. It was always a a forced kind of a- angle, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. Now I did find. I'll see if I can find it. I did find a letter in postbox to the pit, where this gets where they talk about this issue, and Larry mentions that this is something he had planned for a long, long time. I don't know if I believe him or not. I don't know to the extent that he was planning firefly to be a ninja and be the blood faced man in the, in the family photograph etc maybe he did maybe he did but it just feels a little bit too hokey for
1: me i think well the the thing with that that i don't necessarily believe is that hasbro again would have been the ones leading the way on designing the figures and putting characters out there and so on and so forth so but i mean he could still have had the idea that firefly was a ninja yeah but how random is it that they do the firefly figure do you know what i mean like i just feel like it's they did that figure before he put him in the comic so i just feel like it's yeah but he could he
0: could even if that figure didn't come about he could have still had firefly as a ninja in his gray outfit that the the outfit was almost irrelevant to him being a ninja
1: yeah yeah well i mean the the new outfit doesn't look much like a ninja but it it just seems the whole thing seems like him retconning everything yeah. So, uh, yeah, it just feels more like that than anything else.
0: There, you know, there are some other good bits in here. Some of the action, you know, and fight scene stuff is good, I like.
1: Yeah, it's it's beautifully drawn. Again, like, there's loads of cool stuff in it. It's like, the the Firefly bit for me is like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let you have that one. We'll move on. I like the little, there's the side story of how he got out. I thought that was awesome. Yep. And the fact that, you know, he didn't tell anyone else he was doing it. I mean, how covert can you be? Digging a, a massive tunnel with battle android troopers. Like, surely yeah. someone's going to come into that room that you're in, looking to try and escape. Like, it just, again, a little bit far fetched. But, again, you know, cool. Then he pulls his mask off and he's faceless, which I thought was hilarious. And they're all yep. kind of going, "It, no, it's a, it's a, an illusion." And then he says, "Well, how about this face?" It's like you can, like, what, what kind of trick is that? Like, he even explains <laughs> how he does it. And I've got to read this out because it's incredible. StormShadow says, it's just a trick, a form of specialised hypnosis. He can make you forget his face from second to second. Your brain can't keep up with the signal cancellations between the optic nerves and the cerebral cortex. It simply registers a blank where his face should be. Like, what? What? Like, I mean, it's nuts. It's, I like how, I've always liked how the ninjas are very mystical and mysterious and everything, but... The the red ninjas are killed instantly by a lot by like regular joes and like yep. all sorts of people and you just think well they can't be that cool and then some guy can like make you forget what their face looks like from second to second I mean wow it's just bonkers and uh, yeah but yeah some really good throwback stuff some really cool kind of flashback scenes so
0: the the history of him and the Arashikages is in that photo we were kind of led to believe that you know the faceless master was Zartan because obviously of his you know shape-shifting ability Mm. and it turns out that before Zartan was hired to um you know go into the by Cobra Commander um, to go in and kill Snake Eyes Firefly had been given the job by Cobra Commander and then Firefly had gone in and trained with them and then realized during some sort of combat duel or whatever he realized that wait a minute i'm no match for snake eyes so i'm going to use the money to then go and hire or get zartan or su- 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 suggest a cover of commander we get zartan on the case instead yeah 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 and then actually when he peels off his red ninja stuff he's got his green outfit underneath the I red know, ninja the stuff
1: full outfit yeah and it's and it's like really bulky and there's like grenades yeah. on it and, <laughs> and it's not even like a strap across his chest it's like a it's like a metal like. Oh, like, it's like the the Halo from Halo he's wearing across him. It's nuts. A
0: couple of things that I, I... I'm a massive Serpentor fan, and he appears in this comic when Firefly's digging through the landlocked freighter because Cabra Commander was told the only people that escaped were Billy and Zartan. So what he did is he took his old outfit and put it on... He found Serpentor's body packed in ice. So he put his his outfit, his grey camo outfit, onto Pentel's body and mashed the face up so it would appear that he had died in the freighter as well. And I was like, Oh Pentel!" and it was literally just one panel, you know. And, and then
1: he's he's definitely done now. And yeah, then, yeah. then he's
0: done, which is, you know, a, an up and then a down. Um the other thing is when, I'm the, a new one, when the Yeah, when the Slice and Dice were in Castle Destra or, you know, the Silent Castle and they mentioned that they're in charge of the red ninja troop effectively now it gets revealed that the red ninjas had a leader which is actually firefly but slice and dice weren't even aware that firefly was the red leader or the ninjas Red Le- the red ninjas leader and i thought they were in charge of the red ninjas so i don't really know if that's something that's got holes in that plot or whether I've not understood it correctly or where Slice and Dice fit in with the Red Ninjas, but it felt a little bit confusing.
1: Well, you know, they, they were just led to believe that. They're, they're in the the hierarchy but didn't know about the one above, so, I, yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about that. Right,
0: okay. And the last page, well, just before the last page, Fireflies revealed himself and then all the ninjas, all of them, Ninja Force, Slice Dice, all the Red Ninjas, they all get taken out by gas-firing BATs. Um, Luckily, Firefly's got a gas mask as part of his new uniform. They're all taken down, and Firefly's standing over the bodies. He says, I also found on Cobra Island my very own brainwave scanner, and you see it in the background. (laughs) He's transported it through the jungles and the yeah. woods of Transcarpathia, and there it is in the background with a nice, comfy cushion.
1: I mean, it just gets a little bit ridiculous, doesn't it? But I mean, it's it's a fun issue, and to be honest, like the, I preferred the Eco Warriors. I think out of all three of the of the, of the stories, I preferred the Eco Warriors story. Just I don't know because it was it was really cool and fun, and and has cesspool in it and all the sploonges uh the the drug elimination force one was okay but it was a little bit kind of you know they they just they didn't look very good basically they just they were kind of shown up very easily by you know these these drug dealers but this story i like the fire I, there's always it's always fun when there's a reveal and it's a bit shocking and yeah. it's like oh firefly was the guy oh my god that's cool and there's some elements of it that are again like lots of fun but then you you it gets ridiculous at, at times and like that that one thing you just mentioned about the brainwave scanner being like dragged through it's like what what? so yeah. the plan was to get the ninjas in that that forest, do all of this, and then brainwave and brainwash them. High okay concept. that oh, yeah, very um, again, it just felt a bit lazy that one
0: I've got some profiles in the back of these issues which I'll post up. We've got a double page splash of the brawler cool we've got in one, two, four and one, two, five I've got a profile. By, uh, drawn by Larry Harmer uh, of Zartan, and then in 126, I've got a quality gung ho profile drawn by Ron Friends. Uh, and actually, in the back of it's actually in the back of 126, uh, this post box to the pit where. It says uh, many readers assume the faceless man in the family portrait was Zartan. He claimed he was at the ceremony where Onahashi, the master swordsmith, presented the clan with an art sword, and somebody took a picture. Everybody in the group photo was either a family member, or direct des- descendant, or a master. Uh, Zartan was never a master of the Arashikage clan. It is doubtful they would have included an apprentice in the portrait. The formal Arashikage family portrait known to most readers as the one that the Blind Master whips out in G.I. Joe issue 62, page wow. 10. This was an earlier portrait, and the Blind Master refers to the blurred man as Onahashi's assistant and an adept practitioner of the Koga ninja style. Zartan was never an adept of the Koga style. This, therefore, was the assistant who preceded Zartan. I've been saving this one up for years, Larry. Wow.
1: I mean, that go. that does kind of go some way into kind of cementing his explanation. It's, I mean, it's pretty solid, yeah. But I, I still think it was all retconned. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: you can still retcon all that. Shit. Yeah, yeah. What's your yo-joage on this as a as a as a 3? Well, as I think, th- I, think yeah. I think I think we can rank it as a 3 because all three of those stories kind of conclude and they all run concurrently during this these three issues, so Yeah, yeah. What, what you what are you giving it, my friend?
1: Well, I would pr- I, I think it was it's fun, it's beautifully drawn, it's uh it's just gorgeous to look at. It's really it's high energy, like you kind of you zip through it, but you're enjoying it as you're going through it, and it's yeah, and it's like it's like GI Joe at its best in a, in a sense, and it's in in its wackiest best, but not necessarily its most practical best. But because of that, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it an eight. Okay, um, high eight.
0: I I think I'm gonna go in with a. I'm not over-fussed with the the drug stuff.
1: That's almost like like easy to miss in the in the other story, isn't it? Because the other ones are so yeah vibrant and in your face and ridiculous and that one's just like really it's almost like they have less panels as well yeah.
0: I, di- I did like the the eco warrior stuff and i like parts of the ninja stuff so i think overall i'm going to give it probably a mid to low seven next week we've got i think one two seven is a one-off so we'll include that and then i have no idea i'll post it up on the on the social medias which other issues we're going to read we'll probably do 128, 129, and 130. If that's the end of an arc, but your best bet if you're listening and reading along is just read them, just read as much as you can. So when you come to the the show next week, you know, you're fully armed and fully prepped, is my advice.
1: Exactly.
0: And before you do that, though, listen to this because this is where Chris talks toys. Chris talks about toys, ho ho. Chris talks about G.I. Joe. He talks about all the things from the comic book and the animated show. Chris talks about
1: toys. Chris talks about toys. Chris talks about toys. Chris talks about toys. Hi. Yes, for this particular week, I thought it'd be fun, uh, because I'm, you know, super fun. I'm a super fun guy, to um, talk about something that we kind of see in the comics. Yeah, I- intriguing, right? Uh, we kind of see it in the comics, but more importantly, we didn't really get it. What we got was a Toxo lab. G-I-G! The fight to
2: save the environment continues with all new Joe and Cobra Eco Warriors. They've got awesome water guns and color change battle damage. And here comes the G.I. Joe Eco Striker with Cobra Slam and Water Cannon. Take a bath, Cobra. Toxolab, Eco Striker, and Eco
1: Warrior Soldier. Stri- G.I. Joe, a Cobra Command Weapon Eco Warriors Toxolab, which is like a little playset for the, the the Cobra Eco Warriors. Okay. And the one that actually came out was released. I believe in 1992 in the US, didn't come out in the UK, we got the septic tank and then we got some of the figures and I believe we got cesspool, clean sweep, flint, ozone and then the sludge and the toxo vipers. So we got like the main group of of figures and the septic tank which is a hiss tank but you know called a septic tank and retooled and it's got fun little water squirting features and it's crazy colors and everything like that which is fun but what i wanted to look at today was this Toxolab and it's it's just a hilariously awesome piece of GI Joe history now as i said it doesn't come out in the UK we d- we only came out in the US and it, it's just brilliant. So if you can imagine, obviously, with the card art, we would have explosions or digital explosions or you'd have slightly different coloured versions or you'd have that Tiger Stripe mist in the background on some of the Tiger Force figures. So what do you expect to have in the background of a Eco Warriors figure or box? Sploog, Sploog. Exactly. Neon multi-coloured sploonge from it starts from like dark red bottom left and works its way around like to orange and then green and then blue and then purple and then like this really bright pink color that's what and then white behind it as well so you've got this like sploonge explosion in the background um the card art is just the dopest it's got a ton of like figures on the front so you've got Uh, cesspool on the top with his with his his gold uh friggin uh chainsaw you've got i think yeah you've got sludge vipers and toxo vipers on the front uh you've also got uh in addition to that barbecue who was an eco warrior being gripped by this giant clamp arm that's got green mechanical clamp uh, and he's like dropping his weapon, and it's squirting water all over the place. And basically, this whole this whole base is incredible. It's like it's purple and green. It's got like red and green weapons all over it. It's and in the middle is this huge tube, like glass. Well, not glass, but plastic, see through plastic tube that you could put water in, and you could drop figures in. And obviously, when you put those figures in, they would change colour. On you know because that was the the feature on the Eco Warriors figures and there's a really nice toy product image on that box again we'll post all these on Twitter of Flint in that particular uh, Toxo tank changing colours it's really really cool and yeah and it's just it's just bonkers like I'll also sh- I'll send, share some pics of it kind of you know in in, in its actual play mode and it is just brilliant it's so vibrant and bright and colorful and ridiculous and interestingly enough there was a proposed arbco play set that was supposed to come that they were kind of planning on doing or they at least did concept drawings for back in the day i'm not sure what year it came out there's a really really good podcast about the entire thing uh by joe declassified i'll i'll also post that link on our twitter page so you guys can listen to that really good it's like two and a half hours long but it's just loads of info about the arbco playset, set unproduced uh, and this thing i've got an image of it as well that i can post on the twitter page and this thing is just like a the same thing as the toxo lab but on crack so if you it's, it's basically like the middle element is the toxo lab and then there are these platforms and gangways and, like, rails to hold on to and all that kind of stuff, and ladders and, like, pipes going in here and stuff dripping into little kind of, like, cups and and boxes and stuff. It's just amazing. So I think the plan was to have something very much like, you know, like the Ghostbusters and uh, He-Man with the sludge and the slime and all that kind of stuff. But then obviously that was kind of scrapped for the water thing. But, you know, you've just got some really cool like, things on this particular ArbCo concept art. And there's this big, like, plunger button with a cobra symbol on it as well, which I I just expect you push that, and that squirts, that kind of pushes the water around these pipes and into the different arenas and areas on this this playset. It's just... Brilliant. So for those that haven't seen that, and thanks to Joe Declassified for that image, by the way, you'll get to see that when we post it. And it even says, like, they even did, like, an ArbCo, which is, you know, Cobra with, you know, Countdown Conundrum style. But they've even kind of made a fake ArbCo logo, and they've written underneath it, active chemicals for active people. I don't even know what that means, but it's hilarious. And, yeah, and the Toxolab. So, like I said, really awesome, just piece of fantastic GI Joe history i think it, it's brilliant and it was also released well it was reused or the the, the tooling was reused for the street fighter 2 line that came out obviously with um uh in the gi joe line uh the street fighter 2 figures and vehicles and they kind of re-jigged it and kind of made it into this uh dragon fortress it's called capcom street fighter 2 gi joe dragon fortress
2: it's the most lethal gi joe team yet capcom street fighter 2 no way Way. There's Kyle, Ryu, Sangi, Blanca, yeah. and Dalcine. What's a Dalson? Oh! Some with real ninja moves! Hey! But Copers got Street Fighters too! Vega, Sagat, Balrog and me, everyone! They look unbeatable! God! You know them, you love them! So, correcto Come, Street Fighter Two figures. These sold separately. Oh, I like
1: them. And it's green. The platforms are green, and the all the other bits are, are like this light blue color. And it's got like a training, like that. Instead of like the bit where you have like the tube where you put like Flint in, in the water, it's got this like netting so that you can climb up it. So like, it basically looks like a Ninja Warrior course. Right? <laughs> uh, it's just amazing, and it came with Ryu and Ken, but in their championship colours. So blue Ken and black Ryu, but the box R is the the colours are the wrong way around, which is interesting, isn't it? Okay. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So that happened. That was a thing, and that's the Toxolab. Brilliant, wicked.
0: Uh, never seen it, but I, I will. When you show me the pictures, I will. Yeah, be excited. I imagine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, good. Sounds really cool. In fact, I'm going to have a little Google uh, online after this. That does lead us into. Something which we are both guilty of every week, and that is overegging the pudding, aka British Colloquialism. We got a pudding, we're gonna egg it. We got a pudding, we're gonna over it. We got a pudding we got no criticisms. That means it's time for some British colloquialism. Yeah, I just over the pudding right then. <laughs> you go first
1: this week. I, I I you know, I'm giving it over to you this week. You go first on everything. So I'm doing my one, aren't I? Yes. And my one is yet another insult. I couldn't help myself. I just thought... Loves it. I just just love my insults. And it's because I was... I can't remember what what the reason was this week, but... I ended up on a. I ended, you're going to know what it is as soon as I say what, what, I, what I saw on this video. It was a clip from Only Fools and Horses. But before you say it, do you know what I'm going to say? Uh, can I say it if I think I know what it is? Just nod your head if it's about Rodney. Does it begin with P? It does, yes. Yeah, well then. Okay. So my colloquialism this week is plonker. What a plonker! <laughs> P-L-O-N-K-E-R Plonker For something large or substantial That's the mid-19th century Uh, Also penis And a general term of abuse uh, That was popularised by the BBC comedy series Only Fools and Horses There you go, Plonker It's
0: a good one, it's a good one (laughs) Um, My one is I'm going to Cockney Rhyming Slang this week. Uh, I was reading a comic yesterday. It it was, or it is, it was 2000 AD, which is my, I think my favourite, it's dubbed as the galaxy's greatest comic. I think it's my favourite, well no, I know it's my favourite comic of all time. Uh, For those who don't know, it is a British anthology weekly comic featuring Judge Dredd. It has been running since 1977, weekly. It's been over 2,100 issues, or progs as they're known, published, which is an amazing feat to do that weekly. And I was reading a strip called Absalom, which is a a black and white grayscale series about set in present day London about a detective and there's lots of supernatural goings on. It's really, really good. You can get trades for it, buy it. But in it, one of the characters, some big beefy dude called the Governor, uh, says to someone, says to Harry Absalom, Harry, start using your loaf. So loaf is my one today. Nice. uh, Which means head. And you get that from loaf of bread,
1: head. Amazing. And I don't okay. have to go into any, I don't, I don't have to read this one out this time, do I? Okay.
0: So, loaf is my one. Go and use that if you can in the coming week or as we're in the future. No, we're in the past, your future. Everyone's now present when you're listening. Use it or hopefully you will have used it or you're going to use it. Anyway, you know the score. What we do have to do before we close out the show is do something that goes like this Chief Bass Chris a question. Chief Bass Chris a question. What'll he say? What'll he do when Chief asked Chris a question? So it was food last week, so this week we'll go to pop culture. Who do you think is your favourite Looney Tune? Wow.
1: So, okay, were the Animaniacs Looney Tunes?
0: Um, I guess so, yeah. I guess so. I'm just I mean, I guess So I guess your biggies are probably Bugs Bunny, Tweety Pie, Taz, Daffy... Porky Pig, Sylvester, Yosemite Sam, Marvin the Martian. I guess they're your biggies.
1: Yeah. I don't know. That's a tough question. I mean, Pinky and the Brain. They weren't. Um, they weren't Looney Tunes, were they? Um, it's, this is the thing. Like, all of the old school ones are all cool and everything. But Road I was runner. never a mass. I was never a massive fan of it. Like I was. Right. I was more into you a Disney man, were you? more no more into like the realistic comic cartoon stuff like right. you know the the kind of younger angled stuff I was never really like a massive fan of Pepe Le Pew was he a Looney Tune? He was yeah yeah uh you see he was he was like I I found him like you know like it was interesting <laughs> but yeah. at the same time he's like really problematic nowadays cuz he was like really yes. sexually aggressive yeah so and, probably and not French. Him. yeah I don't know. This is really hard. What about oh, I've still, got some, I've still got some. Organic,
0: I've still got some organic energy sparkling green tea drink. No, they're Disney, you chump. They're Disney.
1: They are, aren't they? I'm just double checking. Yeah, okay. It's going to have to be Bugs, isn't it? Bugs? If, if Bugs is not in your top three, there's something mentally
0: deficient in you. So it's got to
1: be Bugs. What's up, dog? It just bugs. has to be. Bugs and
0: Daffy. What a combo. Anyway, ding, ding, ding. I'll give that to you. There'll be more questions for Chris next week. Will it be food? Will it be pop culture? Will it be something else? The cycle generally t- tends to suggest it's going to be food, but I might throw a spanner in the works. Who knows? Well, the only way of finding out would be to tune in next week. So you can find us <laughs> in all the usual places. It's Talking Joe Comics on Instagram. It's Talking Joe Comics at gmail.com. It's Talking uh, Joe. Uh, no, it's something other. I don't know. What's the Facebook page? Uh, Talking Joe at G.I. Joe Podcast and on. Twitter, it's talking underscore Joe. We are up to 427 followers on Twitter. The goal is 500 by the end of the year. So we need 73 more followers on the Twitter by December 31st. So let's make it happen. people. We'll spread the word. If you want to like and rate and review us, you can do that. Go to iTunes. You know, give us five stars. Uh, say Chris and Chief sent you, you. know, Do all that jazz or rate us wherever Spotify, Stitcher, podcast odd thing whatever do all that good stuff <laughs> helps boost us up the charts keeps us making more episodes which is what everyone wants where can people find you good sir did I have to do a corrections corner I did didn't I yeah you can do a correction. something to do with night creepers I think
1: yes so quick corrections corner from the last episode before I tell you where you can find me I did this last week as well I did that uh, shout out to Jim Griffith and uh, it took, <laughs> took me ages so on the last uh, episode I completely forgot to mention the amazing Nordic card art from the for the night creepers that they got in the Nordic countries uh, and one of the reasons was because they couldn't show any characters on, on toys you know using weapons in a in a, an aggressive fashion so they had to redo all of the artwork and they've basically got this incredible night creeper artwork where he's just standing there with his his hands on his waist like just like as if like Ronaldo's about to take a free kick or something he's got that that kind of pose going on. And you can see very faintly behind him his sword handle and his crossbow kind of, like, sticking out. Like, but, like, greyed out, so they're really hard to see. So it's been completely redone, the artwork, and thrown on an Action Force Nordic card. So it's just a beautiful thing to see. And, and the other thing I didn't mention last week was that also the UK version came with a firing missile launcher, which I didn't mention in the accessories and completely, like, shot out of my head and did not cross my mind to say um, but yeah we got a like a an extra added element for the uh, accessories on our version and that's all I wanted to say and if you want to catch me if you want to find me you can get me on at Diagnostic80 on Twitter and Instagram or you can follow the Full Force podcast on podbean itunes stitcher facebook twitter youtube and of course our brand new well not brand new it's been out for a few months now patreon page where you can pay us lots of money for all of the amazing content and extra bonus stuff
0: as well yeah good stuff do it, do it with all that said and done i guess we will might as well catch you down the road yes i had a win oh i'm playing live roulette while i'm speaking to you on my phone <laughs> i just had a winner 13 13 black <laughs> came up am I, I that boring i had 60p on it boom Bye. Bye. (laughs)